Hello everyone, welcome to chapter 12 or 27 of the last thoughts of a busy mind. Yes, we are in the home stretch, only four chapters remaining, including this one. This is a first in many areas for those of you old listeners of the last thoughts of a busy mind. First of all, I'm recording it at a time that is actually last night coming into today rather than today because it's 1 a.m. and uh, the reason I'm doing it now is because I have a very busy day today tomorrow you know what I mean on Friday and so it's uh, it's getting a little bit hectic good hectic I will talk about that in a little bit and this is actually another first I'm not alone in my room and next to me is one of my oldest friends, uh, old in the sense that we've known each other for a long time. Not that he's uh, older than me. He's actually younger than me by a couple of months. We've known each other for 14 years. His name is Kiarash. Kiarash, say hello. Hi, everyone. Well, I'm sorry if this voice is bothering your ears because I'm talking from the side I'm of sorry. this shotgun mic. Yeah. Yes. And I myself got a little bit of, you know, I got a little bit confused with tomorrow and today and Friday. Yeah. Well, officially it's today. Today is today. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. This is Friday. So uh, yeah. I hope you enjoy this episode without any further headaches. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, well, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused myself. I haven't had a lot of sleep. The drink today is the last remnants of a one and a half liter bottle of Sprite. It was supposed to be finished today. It's actually here since morning. But uh, we bought a one and a half liter bottle of Coke Zero and drank from that instead. So yeah, we have a little bit. That is our drink for today. And as we are talking, Kirash has done his assignment. We did legal bullshit he says and uh, it was actually kind of fun uh, he sort of devised a fake case and <laughs> for for his student there is a moot court if I'm correctly if I'm correct and uh, if you want to know what a moot court is google it and uh, <laughs> As I'm talking to you, my uh, laptop is exporting a video that we spent the last six hours? Less, five. Actually, with the amount of work with it, it's more two hours. But, uh, you know, we fucked around a lot. <laughs> and it's three hours of work that he's exporting now. And it's actually very much done. Anyways, today's chapter I'm going to call Imposter because of the imposter syndrome. But I didn't want to call it the imposter syndrome. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what is an imposter syndrome, uh, Google it. So <laughs> no, it's actually when you feel like you don't deserve or you didn't earn the praise you're getting. And uh, it might be false. So... Uh, another reason this sort of brings a lot of uh, sadness 
is this week we lost a great screenwriter, a fantastic storyteller, Jean-Claude Carrière. Carrière actually studies French. Jean-Claude Carrière. That's what, you know. My French is actually sexier. <laughs> David, there is a little bit of an uncomfortableness here. I can't tell you why now, but maybe maybe next season we do the episode I wanted to do last week on sexuality, and you will know why there is a little bit of tension here. The tension is I'm stuck in a close-minded world that really hates my guts. No, it's actually not that bad. Uh, but, you know, it makes people uncomfortable. We'll, we'll get to that when we do. So, anyways, as I was saying, we lost Jean-Claude Carrier, and he was the guy that wrote a lot of uh, Louis Bonoel's stuff, Louis, 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 the f- Spain- Spanish guy, the friend of Salvador Dali. And uh, he actually wrote the adaptation, the movie adaptation for uh, the Tindram from Gunther Grass and he wrote a lot of other stuff that I actually kind of like he wrote Swan in Love a Jeremy Irons movie that is about the first book of Marcel Proust in search of lost time which is another can of worms I'm not going to open and a movie called Chinese Box, which is actually one of the interesting movies in Jeremy Irons' uh, filmography. And the reason that made me sad, aside from losing a great screenwriter in a, in a profession that already has lost so many greats, and not a lot remain, actually. Um, not only we lost a great screenwriter, he was a fucking genius. I mean, he was really good. The, the man created adaptations and worked with Louis Bonoel and worked with Milos Forman, all of these heavily stylized guys. And yet, at the end of the day, you could see and you could sense a Jean-Claude Carrier story. That's genius, in my opinion. It's the same genius that Sergio Leone had in uh, directing. And in story writing, actually. Or Bernardo Bertolucci had. In, actually, again, both directing and storytelling. And the thing is that... Uh, oh, I should I should give a bit of context to what I'm about to say. Tomorrow, as tomorrow today, Friday, as I said, I am getting pretty busy. And the reason is the guy I paid to build my set is coming to build my set... A couple of days after that, we start shooting on the damned movie, finally. <laughs> the movie that I spent a lot of money, first of all, a lot. A lot more than I anticipated and a lot more than I've ever done for any of my movies. A lot of time, a lot of headaches, a lot of arguments, a lot of everything to devise and... Uh, I'm getting the imposter syndrome with Jean-Claude Carrier. It's only gotten worse. What if I spent all of this money, all of this time, all of this headache, and at the end of the day, all I have to show for it is a mediocre movie? What if I'm not good at what I'm 
think I am. To be honest, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself in many areas, in my looks, in my voice, actually, in how I behave, in my personality, all of that. I don't have a lot of confidence in that. And the motherfucker is rolling his eyes at me. Fuck you. <laughs> Kiarashi is looking at me. And, um, but there is one place where I have a lot of confidence, and it is my cinematic knowledge, my knowledge of movies, storytelling and movie making and just creating good shit and the problem is again what if i'm wrong i know enough and i've seen enough and i've read enough to know what a good movie is but what if i am blind to it when i am trying to make it myself I s- spend my time so easily disregard problems in other people's movies. What if I disregarded my own movie's problems more than everyone and at the end of the day I have nothing? It's it's a sad thought and again Jean-Claude Carrière-Dying meant what if I will never become as good as Jean-Claude Carrière? Now again, I don't want to be like Jean-Claude Carrière, he's French. I don't like French, <laughs> and uh, he's actually he works in a completely different area of storytelling than I do. But well, in my area of storytelling is Sergio Leone's Aaron Sorkin, it's David Mamet. What if I never become as good as them? Because I'm an imposter. Because I don't know anything, and yet I act like I do. And I get the praise for it. I get the praise of my friends for knowing all of this shit. When in reality, I shouldn't. Yeah, these thoughts really do plague me. I'm going to take a sip out of my Sprite. Because for some reason, my throat is hurting. It's not COVID. It's actually because there's a fan blowing in my room. Because I get hot easily. (laughs) Ah, warm Sprite. (laughs) I should put these in the fridge, man. I mean... But the fridge is so far away from my room. Oh, somebody did something and sent a notification to my phone. That is the knocking sound. And yes, it's the... It's my uh, cinematographer. I will listen to what he had to say later. (laughs) Again, it's basically early in the night for a lot of art crowds, so... Tomorrow, we'll build the set. 99%. Then, after a couple of days, we'll start shooting. I'm ready. I know what I want. To a T. I know what I want. I have storyboards. More than I ever had for any of my other movies. But there is a nagging feeling that I'm unprepared. Now, I have a history actually with my third movie, I think. The day before I started shooting, I had a panic attack. A big one. But it was because I wasn't ready. My actors didn't know their lines. My uh, production was shaky at best. (laughs) This time... It's none of that. I'm working with a professional actor instead of 
on professional ones. I'm working with a professional set designer. I'm working with a cinematographer that understands what I want. I have a color correction guy that is giving me advice. I have a lot of people, but at the same time, I'm doing a lot of stuff myself. I don't have an assistant, so I have to do all of this stuff myself. And there is a nagging feeling of you're missing something. And I'm sure I am. I'm sure the day I walk into the set, I realize, oops, I needed that. But yeah, let's hope it, that day never comes. <laughs> but yeah, things are, things are hectic. Not only in a physical sense, but in a mental sense. My brain is a jumbled mess of emotions and frustrations and obsessions and at the end of the day my movie is just it's just another obsession I think anyways enough saddening and uh, okay let's I want to call this segment looking into Kriarash's phone and seeing what he's doing he is search, it's, is that fucking LinkedIn Fuck you. Fuck you, it's LinkedIn. You're, you're fucking searching your LinkedIn. Fuck up. <laughs> well, I actually do have a LinkedIn myself, but I don't check it all the time because I have 30 connections on there. 30. I have 457, so yes. I think that's the reason I check it constantly. Yeah. I have 30, including you, and actually, I think, like... After tonight, you're going to have 29. <laughs> Fuck off, asshole. Actually, with five minutes left, and me basically saying what bothers me, and by next week, I will probably do Imposter Part 2, and just talk about how it went through the shoot. I'm doing. I'm still going to do a video diary of behind the scenes and put it on my YouTube channel, but... Aside from that, I want to tell a brief story about me and my friend Kirash. It was the times ago. Kirash had a girlfriend back then by the name of uh, uh, fuck, the one that whose house was near us, Doreen. And I was obsessing over this girl. We we're going to call M because. We want to keep it a secret, and I, I want to do an episode on it later. <laughs> so, I have five minutes, so there is enough time. Me, Kiarash, and a friend of ours named Parsa, and another friend of ours called Javad, used to go to a gym. It was, it was, a, it was more than a gym, it was a gym in... Men's a, club. Men's club, yeah. Gym, pool, everything. Yeah, gym, pool. I don't know, blowjobs, I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually. That was the sad part. And there was this jacuzzi, and we would sit in there and just talk. And while we were in there, Doreen had this habit of really trying to take Kirash away from me and Parsa. So I asked, if Doreen asks you and says, Kirash, I don't like Ali or Parsa, will you cut us off? And he said, no, I will sit her down and I will talk to her and make her realize 
that my friends are an important part of my life and I need the, you don't have to meet them but you need to realize that I cannot let them go and we all said well wow well done Mr. Salihi it's his last name you can find him at k underline rash dot salihi on Instagram <laughs> if you want to that one listener of me that <laughs> listens to this podcast go and follow k rash on Instagram <laughs> And uh, I said, and then Kirash said, um, well, Ali, how if M asks you that, I don't like Kirash, what is your response? And I said, I tell him, I tell her, I don't know any Kirash. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a question of why my pe- my friends don't really trust me it's because i say shit like this <laughs> and yeah <laughs> god that fucking thing ended horribly it's at least good that you were self aware yeah yeah i am i am actually very self aware that whole thing fucked up miserably both my end with m and both his end with doing yeah, I mean it. Fu- it was fucked up. Come on, he is actually uh, dating another girl named uh, Pavia, whose house is apparently not near our house. You can announce the big news on your WhatsApp. Uh, yeah. your eyes, WhatsApp. Podcast. WhatsApp. It's a podcast. WhatsApp. Podcast. Yes, WhatsApp is a shitty it's, app. Yeah, it's around two a.m. You want to announce it here? Well, um, it's not somehow a big announcement, but we are going to be engaged very soon. She knows it somehow, but not about the date, so here could be the first place to them announcing it officially. That is nice. If it happens, I will announce it here, and then I will talk behind their back a long time, because I know they're not going to listen to this shit. And, uh, oh, I have a minute and a half left. It's actually, it was a good episode. I really like this one. The last episode was sort of haphazardly because I was, I was really in the mood for hobbies. But this one, I actually feel like I've said what I wanted to say. And I said some funny stuff along the way. So, yeah. So, if you are listening to this, Pavia, Congratulations. I doubt she is. Will she? I don't think so. Send her a link. That, that could be nice. But yeah. the fact that you just narrated the story with me and my ex, I think it's not going to make the best Well, story. I actually told her that story in person. <laughs> she already knows it. Yeah. And if you remember, she was really mad at me because I kept going back to this. I said, Kirish and Dorian, Kirish and Dorian. I said, why are you keep saying it like this? I need to go back and start from the beginning. Still, you want me to send the link? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 30 seconds left. So, if you want, you can send me a message on Anchor. I will display that message at the beginning of the next episode, like I did with Mason's message a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, someone sent me a message on Anchor. Yeah, it was really fun. And if you are listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. 
I hate that. And I hope to see you next week.